Before we get into today's episode, I just wanna let you guys know about my merch shop. Multilevelmerch.shop is the place to find everything you need to support the show. We've got hoodies and sweatshirts, especially as the cold season's rolling in, mugs, and even phone cases in so many amazing designs. Maybe you want your own Yikes on Trikes design or join the Carb Crusaders. Either way, make sure you stay a good noodle, which we have designs for that too, especially if you saw my Twitter recently. Either way, feel free to check out the merch shop, see if there's some designs or anything you like. We also have some Casper stuff. I have the Bjork phone case myself, but you know, choose what you like. And we ship internationally. So make sure you check it out, multilevelmerch.shop. Let's get into today's episode, which is a Multilevel Mondays episode. I'm, I'm bad at this. Hello and welcome to Multilevel Mondays, a weekly series all about pyramid schemes, Ponzi schemes, multi-level marketing, and other forms of business fraud. I'm the Illuminati, and today we're going to be talking about a scam that made headlines back in the early 2010s, and one that boils my blood to this very day. It's the Dr. Christine Daniels cancer scam, where one doctor sold a bogus cancer cure to dozens of victims across the US. And as you can expect, some of them died much sooner than they should have. Today, we're going to get into who Christine Daniel is, how this happened, and what consequences she's faced as a result. It's going to be one hell of a bumpy ride, so buckle up and let's get into it. According to my sources, a native of Nigeria, Christine Daniel was adopted by missionaries and received a degree in medicine from Temple University in Philadelphia, according to the Los Angeles Daily Times. She later became a Pentecostal minister in a Los Angeles area church near her medical practice and her home in Santa Clarita. She was a licensed physician and surgeon until 2012 and ran a successful family medical practice for more than 20 years before running afoul of the law. Her medical practice was very faith-based and seemed to reject, well, actual medicine. One source stated that one of the reasons she stopped working as a surgeon was because she injured her back in a serious car accident. Afterwards, she was no longer able to perform physically demanding procedures. She reconnected with her faith, as I'm sure many do after such a life-changing event, and opened a new practice, the Sunrise Wellness Center. Now, we'll get further into her herbal remedy and bogus cures in just a moment. In the meantime, I wanted to dig a little bit more into Sunrise. One of my sources mentioned that she operated the Sunrise Medical Center as well as the Sunrise Medical Options of America in Mission Hills, California. This was her faith-based private practice, so to speak. And also please keep in mind that it's Sunrise, not Sunrise, as there are places called Sunrise Wellness Center, so I don't want anyone getting the two of them mixed up. And for those of you listening along, it's not spelled like a sunrise, S-U-N-R-I-S-E, it's spelled S-O-N-R-I-S-E. Now, what I was able to find is that Sunrise was being advertised to people via Trinity Broadcasting Network, a religious channel. As early as 2001, Dr. Christine Daniel devised this scheme and victims later testified that they began seeing her advertisements around that time. Not only were they on Trinity Broadcasting Network, but in newspapers as well. One source reads, on or about December 10th, 2001, defendant Daniel caused one of her employees to place an advertisement for her Medical Treatment Options of America business in a Los Angeles area newspaper under the medical and dental professionals section of the paper. The advertisement stated in part, do you or someone you know have cancer, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's disease, MS, stroke, heart disease? 
Have you come to the end of your treatment road? Why should you die before your time? The advertisement listed a phone number and address for defendant Daniel's Sunrise Medical Facilities. Although I'm mostly going to focus on Daniel and her actions today, I think what the Trinity Network and newspaper did were grossly irresponsible as well. If any advertisement is claiming to cure cancer, even if it's in some sort of vague or fluffy wording, it should be scrutinized. Consumers should be skeptical, absolutely, but advertisers should at least take two minutes to question, hey, are we pushing a scam onto our vulnerable readers? And obviously they didn't think that. So according to one source, she appeared on Trinity Broadcasting Network for an interview as well. We have seen the dead raised, she proclaimed on air on December 5th, 2002, according to the indictment, calling her practice an evangelical clinic that combined prayer and herbs. She called her methodology King Hezekiah Alternative Medicine, alluding to a Bible story of an ancient monarch. And look, if you believe in King Hezekiah, the story of Lazarus, the Bible, that is your call. You are entitled to your own religious beliefs. But even if you do believe in these biblical stories, I feel it's a stretch to believe Daniel just so happens to be the only doctor in the world that's talking to God or has this biblical cure. At this point, I couldn't tell if Daniel was so delusional that she actually believes prayer and herbs are an alternative to proven medicines, or she was just maliciously targeting desperate sick people for money. Perhaps both. Well, let's find out. What was she selling? In the weeks following her interview on the Trinity Broadcasting Network, Daniel instructed her employees to tell customers that her herbal product level six and seven had an 80% cure rate for cancer. This level C extract she was selling, this herbal cure or whatever she felt like calling it, Daniel claimed it was composed of the best herbal remedies from around the world. And unsurprisingly, it wasn't. According to CNN, the price of her mixtures ranged from $350 a bottle to more than $4,200. Dr. Daniel claimed the higher the cost, the more potent the formula. A Food and Drug Administration analysis of the mixtures showed one to be merely vitamin C and caffeine. Another formula contained beef extract and get this, sunscreen, which investigators found perplexing. I know that you might be wondering by this point how the hell she wasn't caught sooner or how anyone even believed her. I mean, she quite literally was passing out a mixture of vitamin C and caffeine and calling it a miracle. At around this point, I found a show on Amazon called License to Kill, which discusses doctors or medical professionals that harm their patients, where Daniel's case was actually featured on episode two. The reason why I was particularly interested in this episode is because it seemed to feature some personal stories and accounts of those who directly interacted with her. One couple, David and Lori Morris, fell victim to Daniel. In 2001, David was diagnosed with stage four metastasized lung cancer, and they were naturally terrified. David was only 41, and doctors told him that even with chemo, he may have six months to live. They needed a miracle, Lori explains. So when one of her friends told Lori, a Christian, about a faith-based clinic in California, they began to consider it. Lori called the clinic with a list of questions, such as how many people had been healed, how many people died, and what kind of medication is being given. I can appreciate that Lori was skeptical because the second I hear something advertised as a miracle cure, I am instantly on the defense. However, Lori says that the person on the phone told her they were using normal chemo, but in chemo, people feel sick and lose weight and none of the patients at the clinic were experiencing that because of the herbs. In reality, no one was experiencing chemo symptoms because, well, no chemo was happening there. What's described next in the documentary I've got some mixed feelings about. 
According to Lori, it felt like a place of healing. People truly felt as if it was a place of miracles because the doctor was laying hands on people, praying, and these desperate individuals found some solace in their faith. The thing is, it almost sounds like Daniel had created a church, a sense of community for these truly sick people that didn't have much time left to live. If that were the end of the story and this was only a church, I don't think I'd really have a problem with it. But if she actually wanted to help these people, then she wouldn't be taking tens to thousands of dollars from them. One man said it was $6,000 for a bottle of these herbs and naturally within the treatment center, Daniel would report that her patients were getting better. The thing is, every person's different. Maybe some of them genuinely felt a little better. Maybe some didn't. Maybe for some, these herbs acted as a placebo even as the cancer continued to grow. I can't say for sure because it's not as if any actual medicine was going on here. However, that's not what Daniel led people to believe either. Lori states that just over 10 minutes into the episode that Dr. Christine Daniel showed her x-rays of her husband, David. According to Lori, she was showing me how everything had shrunk and those big tumors, see, they're gone. And she said, see, he's in a good place. So I made the decision that I was going to go home and see my kids for two weeks. But when I got home, I checked in and David's brother said he's not doing well. He has pneumonia. And I was like, what? Court documents also prove just how much she was charging for what we know to be essentially nothing more than vitamin C. Her indictment reads, on or about September 9th, 2003, defendant Daniel offered to sell vitamin JC who had been diagnosed with colon cancer. Five bottles of level four C extract, herbs for $12,225 a month. On or about January 30th, 2004, JC's health insurance paid defendant Daniel $10,050 for the purchase of five bottles of C3C extract and one package of CS powder by JC. On or about December 15th, 2003, defendant Daniel updated the price list for one herbal product, increasing the prices ranging from $750 for a single bottle of C1 to $4,270 for a single bottle of C6. By deceiving victims into paying money based on the above misrepresentations, defendant Daniel and employees working at her direction induced approximately 55 vitamins to send in excess of $1.1 million to the Sunrise Medical Facilities. Scamming people out of thousands would be bad enough. However, the scam went beyond just money. Danielle robbed these people of final moments with their families. According to Lori, when she returned to California to see her husband, he was deteriorating and quickly. They went to the emergency room and after several tests, they told the couple he needed to be admitted because he had no blood platelets. White blood counts are checked regularly during traditional cancer treatments. This is further proof that not only was Daniel's treatments not only irregular, but not in their best interests. Danielle said it was just part of the body processes and it was imperative he stayed with his treatments. Lori started to get the sense something was off around this time. Another woman, Jean McKinney, was undergoing this treatment as well. Her son says that his mother was getting skinny, but her stomach was getting bigger. They spend $8,000 a week, but Jean continued to get worse. Danielle told the family that she was going to add chemotherapy and radiation along with her C6 pills. The McKinney family was suspicious of this because quote, if you're a holistic doctor, why would you promote chemotherapy? And also Dr. Daniel told us she would prefer us not to tell the doctors she was receiving this C6. She said it was because the radiation and the chemotherapy, that was big business and anything that could actually help people recover, they would discourage it, end quote. First of all, I hardly think Daniel is one to talk, calling chemo big business when she's charging $8,000 a week for vitamin C supplements. Sources say that chemo drugs can cost anywhere from one to $12,000 a month. And while I understand this doesn't include all the other costs associated with cancer treatments, she isn't exactly inexpensive. 
Secondly, if a holistic doctor says, don't tell a professional about this, that should raise a ton of red flags. Her excuse of they won't understand or they'll suppress it mentality doesn't add up either, considering that she was promoting her practice in newspapers and on television. I'm confident she didn't want their doctors to know simply because these actual medical professionals would probably discourage their patients from putting any stock in her treatments. Jean passed away three months after her treatment and Dr. Daniel said that maybe it was the Lord's will. Jean's son said it wasn't very comforting and no kidding, and he felt very disappointed in Daniel. As for Lori, she asked one of the nurses for an honest opinion if she should fly her husband home. The nurse told her it would be one of the best decisions she ever made. So Lori prepared to bring her husband back to North Carolina to be with their children and leave Sunrise behind. Unsurprisingly, Dr. Daniel was upset by this and started shouting at them saying, if you take him home, he's gonna die. God told me he'd be raised from the dead here. Lori said, she told me I didn't have the right to take him home. And I said, I have every right, I'm his wife. David passed away a few days later, home with his children in North Carolina. As suspicions and outrage started rolling in from Daniel's current patients, complaints were rolling in from previous ones. One man whose wife passed away within two months of starting this regimen came to Daniel's wanting a refund. When she refused, he went to the Cambridge, Massachusetts Consumer Council where he was from. They referred the matter to the California Medical Board and then the investigation began. In one interview with the California Medical Board, Dr. Daniel actually had the nerve to say that she wasn't really a cancer treatment center. Daniel told the medical board she wasn't selling a cancer cure, which frankly leads me to believe that no, she wasn't delusional or actually believed her own treatment in any way. She was just extremely cunning, sneaky, and greedy. Dr. Daniel would tell her patients not to attend appointments with their regular physician, but to trust her completely. Even if Daniel's vitamin C may not have been the reason her terminally ill victims passed, by insisting these people didn't take their medications and pay her for this phony cure-all, she gave these people false hope, shortened the time they had left, and took thousands of dollars from a potentially struggling family. And that's at best. We can't say for certain if some may have survived if they'd actually gone through with the chemo. That's what's especially despicable to me, how much she took advantage and harmed vulnerable, dying people and their families. Anyway though, This is really upsetting and angering, but we've got to go back to the investigation. What was done about this? Well, the man from Cambridge whose wife passed sent over bottles of this miracle cure to investigators. It was tested in a forensic clinic and an undercover investigator was sent to the clinic. They told Daniels a heart-wrenching story about their father dying of lung cancer and how they were desperate for a cure. Daniel fell for that and said, I have a cure, but I can't call it a cure because the FDA won't let me call that. Of course, the lab results proved otherwise. Another source worded this a bit differently and goes a bit more in depth, though ultimately the result is still the same. Danielle claiming she can cure cancer. It states, John Gennans, a senior investigator with the Medical Board of California, posed as the son of a cancer sufferer and consulted with Daniel, who told him about her treatment program using herbs from around the world. She said the FDA did not allow her to claim her supplements were a cure for cancer, but said, that's what we do. I'll let you figure it out. He was left with the impression that she was claiming she could cure cancer with her herbal remedies. Daniel provided him with a product price list. Her prices ranged from $350 for one bottle to $12,000 for three bottles, depending on the concentration of medicine. Higher concentrations were more expensive, but more effective. Daniel directed him to contact a Dr. Roberts for more information. Dr. Roberts told Grenins that Daniel's treatment was 100% effective and that everyone who had received treatment from her was cured of cancer. 
Dr. Roberts urged him to do whatever he could to get the money to pay for the cancer treatment, saying that time was of the essence. In the course of his investigation, Grennans came across a newspaper article regarding a benefit concert to raise money to help pay for Daniel's care of a young cancer patient named Briannica. Daniel was quoted as saying, Briannica took a liquid supplement of 33 different herbs to help her body heal. The plant extracts are considered experimental. The prognosis is pretty good, excellent for recovery. Briannica was deceased at the time of the trial. The trial they're referring to here is not the major criminal trial that we'll get into in just a moment, and it's not the trial that stopped Daniel completely. Instead, a smaller separate trial took place in May, 2008 for damages. In this case, Salvador Rodriguez was awarded damages after his wife, Emily, passed away when they spent $32,000 trying to save her with these cures. All of this became more ammunition for the medical board later on. The fact that her patients were being awarded damages, patients Daniel said she was treating had passed away, none of it was adding up. Eventually, more and more families were contacting authorities. Daniel was under investigation and it seems she knew she'd gone too far, too fast. She changed the name of her facility from Sunrise Medical Clinic to Sunrise Weight Loss Center as if that would possibly change the claim she made. A former receptionist that spoke out against Daniel said that at the time they were no longer to refer to the cure as a treatment, but a supplement. The supplement industry is incredibly underregulated and dietary supplements in general are not FDA approved. That's obviously an entirely separate episode and the supplement industry is a mess. But again, this didn't change the crime she'd already committed. And it seems Daniel was trying to avoid getting into any further trouble. During the investigation, as shown in police photos, it became obvious that Daniel had no laboratory where she was manufacturing the cure. She wasn't keeping records on her patients. And the most she did have was a sitting room with a trashy refrigerator and a ton of nature-made vitamin bottles. That's it. The dietary supplements weren't even well taken care of. They were simply left out in her backyard, exposed to the elements and covered in dust. To make things even worse, Daniel wasn't claiming this money as some sort of income. In the memo line where her patients would write C extract, Daniel crossed that out and wrote donation, committing fraud on top of all of this. According to the state attorney's office of the Central District of California, in an attempt to operate the business under the guise of a nonprofit organization, Daniel instructed patients to classify their medical service as donations. According to documents filed with the court for the tax years 2002 through 2004, Daniel failed to report nearly $1.3 million on her corporate income tax returns, which resulted in a tax loss to the government of approximately $438,809. Similarly, Daniel failed to report approximately $315,109 on her personal income tax returns for the same time period, resulting in an additional tax loss to the government of $73,895. Christine Daniel used her position of trust as a medical doctor and Pentecostal minister to defraud vulnerable cancer patients in a $1.2 million scheme, said Jose A. Gonzalez, special agent in charge of IRS criminal investigations, Los Angeles field office. Defendant Daniel's convictions for failing to pay federal income taxes on the proceeds of her fraudulent cancer fraud scheme confirm her greed and criminal nature of her character. This money was nothing more than a personal piggy bank to Daniel. She used it for her cars, her son's college, and she reported zero sources of income. Daniel had an influence on people. She could have easily used that for good, but instead she's one of the worst scammers I think I've discussed. Her former receptionist even says that due to neglect, she believed Dr. Daniel is responsible for killing some of these patients. Again, I can't know for sure if the patients that saw her would have survived otherwise, but it certainly doesn't seem out of the question. The New York Daily News stated, a 22-year-old woman suffering from neck lymphoma was told by Daniel not to bother with radiation or chemo. She might've been cured, 
but instead she died. And this isn't some dramatized statement either. The five-year survival rate for this type of lymphoma is above 70%. And if this woman was only 22, it's not outrageous to think that she might've had a fighting chance. Another source even states that this is a highly curable form of neck lymphoma as well. Whether or not Daniel killed her, she robbed her of that last chance. Daniel knowingly stopped people from a potential recovery by giving them fucking caffeine and sunscreen instead. And to me, I don't know if I can say she's much better than someone who kills someone intentionally. Is leaving someone to die by negligence really that much better? Of course, proving her intent was almost impossible in the eyes of the law. So what Daniel was actually charged with isn't an intent to harm people, but tax evasion. She was arrested and charged with six counts of tax evasion, but Daniel insisted in court that these were all donations, not payment for treatments. In court, however, everything finally came spilling out. And before we get into delivering the sweet, sweet justice and what happened to this fraudulent doctor, let's just take a quick moment to thank today's sponsors. I really love trying new foods and recipes, but if there's one thing I don't really have a lot of patience for, it's seeking out all the ingredients. And that's why I'm really digging the boxes that I get from HelloFresh. And that's because HelloFresh sends fresh pre-measured ingredients with great recipes right to your door. And they've got so much variety that lets you customize your order to your tastes and preferences with 50 menu and market items that you can choose from every week with vegetarian, calorie smart, and even gourmet options. And fall is all about the comfort foods. They even have something called meatloaf a la mom and one pot broccoli mac and cheese that are easy to make and curl up with and enjoy as the seasons get colder, but the food stays warm. And HelloFresh isn't just for meals. Their marketplace features a wide variety of snacks like this fall's pumpkin cinnamon rolls to get you in the mood for cozy season. So if you wanna try HelloFresh, make sure to go to hellofresh.com slash MLM14 and use code MLM14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals, including free shipping at hellofresh.com slash MLM14 and use code MLM14. What is better than the simple pleasure of a bowl of cereal? Of course, it can be tough to eat cereal because you know, it's full of stuff that isn't really great for your health, like a ton of sugar. But that's what's so great about Magic Spoon cereals. I can have a great tasting cereal when I want without the crap. Magic Spoon has ridiculously good flavors that'll take you back to watching Saturday morning cartoons. And you guys already know my tried and true favorite is the fruity flavor, but they've also got the classics like cocoa, frosted, and peanut butter. And they even have some other fun flavors like blueberry and cinnamon, which I tried the blueberry recently too. And I don't know what I was expecting because I kind of have a love-hate relationship with blueberries, but it wasn't bad. I was actually really surprised. And Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's also only 140 calories. So click the link below to get some Magic Spoon cereal today. You can build your very own variety box and use my code Mondays for $5 off. You can choose from best-selling cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter flavors, plus other awesome flavors like blueberry and cinnamon. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product that it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. So click the link below and use code Mondays for $5 off or go to magicspoon.com Mondays to save $5 off your order today. Also for my Canadian fans, Magic Spoon is now shipping to Canada. In 2009, one source reads, Daniel was interviewed by investigators in August, 2004, and she denied ever practicing alternative medicine for cancer, court documents show. 
She also attested that she never talked about a 60% cancer cure rate on television. In court documents, authorities contend Daniel took advantage of terminally ill cancer patients in their darkest hours, some of whom desperately sought alternative measures after enduring draining rounds of chemotherapy and radiation. In all, federal prosecutors said Daniel siphoned about $1.1 million from 55 families between 2001 and 2004. Six patients ranging in age from four to 69 died within seven months after seeing Daniel. And Dr. Daniel, of course, said she never promised to cure anybody, which is complete and utter bullshit as we know. She told an undercover investigator, I have a cure, but I'm not allowed to call it that. If she's willing to lie, well, it's a little late for that. Evidence presented at trial not only proved that her caffeine sunscreen treatment wasn't gonna work for anyone, but that there weren't even herbs in it. She lied to the government in terms of taxes, her workers, as far as they were giving people, and worst of all, people that entrusted her for help were failed. I can't find a single moment where Daniel was honest with anyone in this case, not even right up to the end where she had the chance to apologize and admit what she'd done. She still didn't do it. The evidence also showed that Daniel used her status as a Pentecostal minister to create a bond of trust with members of the evangelical Christian community, an affinity that gave her access to victims to whom she sold bogus hope and worthless treatments. Daniel promoted the product under a variety of names, including sea extract, the natural treatment, and the herb treatment through a program televised on the Trinity Broadcasting Network. During the trial, the jury heard from 28 victims and family members of victims who died while taking Daniel's cure. Some said Daniel urged them to avoid conventional cancer treatments and family members testified that Daniel even forbade her cancer patients from taking any pain relief medication. So not only did Daniel want to take away her patient's last moments, but apparently she wanted them to spend the last few months of their lives in pure agony as well. A significant percentage of her patients died within three weeks to six months after starting her bogus cure. Not only was this harming patients, but those close to them. In court, Deborah Harris, whose sister was one of Daniel's patients stated, quote, I live with the guilt that I should have seen that none of what she was going through was helping her, but instead hurting her, end quote. Her sister died after undergoing Daniel's treatment. I feel so horribly for Deborah, and I hope she's able to have some sort of peace by now, knowing that she thought she was doing right by her sister and she shouldn't blame herself. I know it's far easier said than done, and I can't imagine living with that guilt. Now, by now, you'd think Daniel would take some sort of responsibility or at least have the decency to be ashamed, but Daniel still didn't stop there. She even tried to tamper with testimony, my source states. The evidence presented at trial showed that Daniel attempted to influence the testimony of at least two witnesses who were called to testify before the grand jury. One of those witnesses, a longtime patient of Daniel, admitted during trial that he lied to both law enforcement officers and the federal grand jury after being improperly influenced by her. This case was truly an absolute mess. A part of me is amazed she wasn't caught sooner, while another part of me wonders how the hell she ever thought she would get away with it. In 2011, Daniel was convicted of four counts of wire mail fraud, six counts of tax evasion, and one count of witness tampering. After this, it seemed the Medical Board of California had enough with her and finally revoked her license. Finally, in May, 2013, Daniel was sentenced to 14 years in federal prison and ordered to forfeit over $1.2 million. Prosecutors had originally sought 27 years behind bars with Assistant U.S. Attorney Joseph Johns calling her behavior breathtakingly despicable, cruel, and heinous, according to the Orange County Register. Her earliest possible release date is 2025. And personally, I feel she deserves a lot more time. 
whether or not these family members are actually paid back financially, will never be able to get that time paid back with their loved ones. This scam was so unbelievably cold-hearted. It preyed upon incredibly vulnerable, terminally ill patients and their families. George McKenney, Jean's wife, was a bishop at the time. He ended up paying more than $100,000 for herbs and treatment for her colon cancer, but said he was only interested in restitution and seeing her repent for the evil that was done to him and others. The thing is, while I commend McKinney and others within this church community for seemingly not being hateful, I still believe she needs to be in prison much longer than what she is. Now, because these acts did take place within a religious community, I did throughout my sources see many mentions of people saying that they forgive her and how these Christians have chosen to try and move on. George stated that the love of money continues to be the root of so many evils and that quote, I'm not angry with her now. She's forgiven and I want her to be made whole. Whether or not she should be forgiven, the problem is that Daniel hadn't seen the error of her ways. She doesn't care. And I believe she'd do this again if she has the chance. Daniel repeatedly demonstrated a merciless and callous indifference to the suffering of her patients and their family members. Assistant US Attorney Joseph Johns wrote in court documents. It is unlikely that our federal criminal justice system will see the like of defendant Christine Daniel again. And I truly hope that's the case. She should be released in about what, four years now. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But with all of that being said, that's where I'm going to end today's episode of Multi-Level Mondays. I hope you learned something new. And if you did, make sure that you're liking, following and subscribing so you can stay up to date on all the latest episodes. And if you wanna connect with me outside of these episodes, make sure to click my Linktree link in the description box. It'll have a nice little organized link of all of my social media and various projects that I'm involved in. So thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend a part of your Monday or whenever you're listening to this. I hope you enjoyed it or learned something at least, and I'll see you in the next one.